Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. And today's episode eight. Oh no, they didn't. The stupidest decisions in horror movies. Yep, we are going to be running through uh, five choices of absolutely brain dead. Uh, I guess that would be a nice way of going. <laughs> brain dead decisions that people have taken in horror movies. Um, now, some of these aren't necessarily from bad films. No, they're, they're from, uh, from, from films we like. Yeah, we, we, oh, I, well, yeah, I've actively tried not to have films that were like bad because you could have really bad films either intentionally made or just films that have just so convoluted that every decision they make is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? So when I kind of thought about it, I kind of focused on, right, I want a good film, but I'm looking at horrors that make glaringly stupid choices, yes, to push the story forward, but nonetheless, they are stupid <laughs> and convoluted within what is not, the rest of it is a mainly good film. That one choice either kind of lets down the film a little bit, or sometimes that choice is what led to the whole film being yeah. the way it is. So you're kind of like, yeah, I accept it, <laughs> but it still was a fucking stupid choice. Yeah, some of these are things that you would potentially do. Some of them are. <laughs> some of them definitely aren't, but some of them are. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some of these films wouldn't have happened without these decisions, but they are stupid decisions nonetheless. They are very stupid decisions. And as always, we don't know each other's lists. Um, so we're going in blind. Yeah. But before that, we'll have a little warm up and just have a little chat. Because obviously, well, I don't think we, we haven't seen each other since lockdown, have we? No, no. So that's a that's a good point. The lockdown. So more other people might be listening, going, "Wait, wasn't this meant to be the OG, <laughs> the uh, thing original versus remake?" Yeah, uh, which we said in the last episode. We decided to change it because one. Not long after we filmed that episode, <laughs> uh, the UK went into lockdown, which meant we couldn't really see each other. So, which no. means we couldn't do a lot of prep, or we couldn't go out to get some of them yeah, <laughs> if we, we didn't have them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we couldn't get ourselves sorted in general. And also, the last episode we did, Friday the Thirteenth, that was just focused on one episode where yeah. we broke it down scene by scene. We planned for it to be quite similar with our Thing episode, where we broke fruit down both of the films to kind of pick apart the differences, the changes in the films, and we realised that. There was no time to have enough time and the way we were yeah, stuck with lockdown to do it together. Yeah, to give yeah. it that justice it deserved. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to go with our nice little, we've gone back a little bit to our like kind of top five, yeah. five moments. And that's what we'll be going through so today. We, yeah. our, our two five moments that we think are our stupidest in horror, which I think will to be just as fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little, a little um, fun episode. So uh, that's just, what has Bobby been watching? Um, I I don't know if this has happened to you, but since like since the lockdown, um, and just since the whole thing in general, but I've watched so many films, but I can't like remember many of them. Yeah, I've just it's just it, yeah. it started to blend yeah, in a bit. Blend, My yeah. mind started to go a bit like, what were the films? Like, yeah, you said the we'll talk about this. And I was just like, <laughs> I can't I remember what have I watched, and yeah. what have I watched that is actually horror based is more for me like you yeah. can't actually <laughs> i'm well, a few well i go through amazon prime and i normally watch at least one or two a day and i just some of them i just don't remember but the ones that i i have remembered um is i've been on a little bit of a joe dante trip so okay, yeah. i watched the howling um which i brought on blu-ray when we were talking about putting this together yeah um, 
I mean, we've got to watch it together. But the lockdown happened and I was like... We never got around no. to it, so yeah. And I, I just put it... I had it on my table in the same position since I got it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch it. And it was it was awesome. It was so good. Um, and then one of the people we follow on Twitter, Robbie, uh, shout out at Hey, it's Robbie. <laughs> um, big, big fan of the show. Um, and just Very a general, generally good guy. Um, <laughs> his favourite film is The Burbs. And he oh, was tweeting, Tom yeah, Tom Hanks, and he was tweeting about the Burbs a lot, yeah. and it kind of, so, you know, it was almost like MK Ultra or something because I was like, I've never seen it before, and I was like, now I'm just, what I couldn't think of watching anything else, so I watched the Burbs, and yeah, it was, it was, it was great, man, I loved it. Um, I, the Burbs is one of those films where I, I have seen parts of it, and yeah. I know that I've like it's one of those that was on TV quite a lot at one point, and I'd. I've always watched it. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. It's I always so come good. in like certain yeah. parts through the film or certain parts a bit early on in the film before it happens. And I know it has a kind. It does have a kind of horror. Yeah, it's a horror film. comedy. It is a thing. horror comedy. Yeah. yeah, and it works really well. And I think the weirdest thing for me is because I think it was 1989, yeah. so it's young. It's youngish. Youngish comedy. Tom Hanks. Just yeah, pretty it much went... just before he did Philadelphia and became yeah. full on Oscar. Tom became Hanks. Oscar Tom Hanks, and that's what <laughs> I'm used to because obviously growing up in you know we were born in 9192 yeah so tom hanks for us it would have been forrest gump saving private ryan oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, we were very much the 90s was the 90s. His, like man how many Oscars would yeah. you like sir? yeah yeah <laughs> it was man it was serious man tom hanks as opposed to comedy boy tom hanks yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it wasn't the big <laughs> yeah and yeah. I, I never realized joe dante did small soldiers as well man Oh, do you know? Yeah, I, I love that. Oh, film. I love Small Soldiers. Yeah. Small Soldiers is one of those that's for me is just one of those always I always wanted a sequel. I was surprised yeah. when I heard that it didn't actually do very well. I was I know. like I was like, who the hell didn't want to watch this? I had the toys when I was a kid. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I think I had the toys. I had a friend who had the toys. The Argonauts yeah. and the I preferred the Commando Elite. Commando Elite, no, <laughs> Commando Elite so was cool. so much cooler. I mean yeah. Tommy Lee Jones' voice is uh, <laughs> as Chip Hazard. Chip Hazard is just awesome. <laughs> but that's one of those I always look back and go, right. That's okay, you did film. do a sequel, you did do things like that, but still, come on, who, who why hasn't someone tried to redo this yet? Because yeah, it's such could. an easy and good idea, and, yeah. and it had such a good, like, dark humour to it. For I would a, have to a watch kids it film. Is it yeah. a Christmas film? Uh, I can't remember, you know. I feel like I'm suddenly I, seeing yeah. Christmas lights, but I don't know if it is. <laughs> I feel like it is, but then I was going to ask the same about the burbs. Do the burbs have Christmas bits to it? Because every time I've written, like, I've I put in recently, yes, we're getting to that stage where I'm looking at, at what yeah. Christmas is available on Amazon uh, Prime, and it popped up the burbs uh, on the Christmas list, and I was like, maybe. does it have anything to do with Christmas? <laughs> I can't remember it having anything to do with Christmas, but maybe. But that's what I've been watching. I've been on a bit of a Joe Dante trip. A Joe Dante yourself, trip, a bit of Joe Dante. Um, the to be honest, the last horror-based thing I can remember watching, um, because I've been watching a lot more like TV and stuff, but it's not really horror-based TV. If not, the uh, the sh- <laughs> yeah the um, but I did finally show sh- uh, my partner Charlotte. I got her to watch The Shining Sick and film. Doctor Sleep oh, Double awesome, Bill. Man. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was pretty awesome. It was um, I'd forgot how much I really. The Shining, weirdly, I, d- I did a dissertation at university on oh, Stephen King's sick. books, and I did one on The Shining. So I'd compared, and I'd watched this film over and over again, and yet I still had forgotten how much I actually enjoyed it. And I, for some reason, I remembered it feeling a little bit slower than it actually was. It actually, for some reason, this time I watched it, it felt it went a bit quicker. It's, yeah, it's... But the imagery is just... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a complete difference, and I don't really... Com- like, I kind of decided when I was writing about it that The, the Shining, the film, and The Shining, the book, 
there's so much in in a lot of ways that are yeah. different about it. I'm about almost two-thirds of the way through the book. Yeah, it's it's good. It is good, and I think in a lot of ways it's better. Though Stephen King has a tendency, he writes amazing books, yeah. amazing imagery imagery in his books. Uh, he can sometimes do a little bit of a, a twist too far, or a little bit of a, a scene that's very like oh, okay. we could be talking about. <laughs> uh, there you there go. We go. And of course, <laughs> Doctor Sleep, which I still is is such a good film. Yeah, that was we recommended film it best, before. Yeah. And if you still haven't seen it, go watch Doctor Sleep because yeah. it is awesome. It's not even in like it's got horrific images, but it's not even at the times full on horror. It's got quite a lot of like weird like yeah uh, moody scenery and like it is a horror but it's got a slow pace kind of like the shining but it tells such a big story in what doesn't feel like a long time but it it it, yeah it covers so much ground well we watched it at the cinema didn't we we did yeah and we got there late we got there late so i I missed it this is the first time i saw the beginning as well because i've never watched it again (laughs) since so that i finally i finally found out what happened and we've missed about 15 minutes oh shit i thought we missed five yeah i minutes. thought we missed about two or no three we minutes. missed like a whole backstory about oh, danny and fuck. we missed it with uh with dick holleran oh like, really? there's a whole scenes of dick oh, holleran earlier on and all that kind of stuff and the what recreation did you watch? of what did you the watch film uh blu-ray i've got it oh, oh, you can man. have it yeah I'll, I'll pick it up after i drop you off <laughs> <laughs> you can have a little watch of that because yeah. yeah it's so good i love it man. Is, um, it the, is it the director's cut it's not the director's oh, cut. I haven't seen the director's cut. I, I, didn't, I didn't find out until after the director's cut yeah. it was a thing. So uh, yeah. I still, I'll have to watch again with that because yeah. it's actually a really easy horror, horror film to watch. It is. Just so, and Hugh McGregor is fantastic. Yeah, he, I love He's best. And so is actually best. Rebecca Ferguson who Rebecca plays Ferguson's the villain. is creepy as hell. And the young lass who plays Abra as well. Yeah. She was really great. I can't remember the name of her. Yeah, anyway. Mike, Mike Flanagan. Great, hold tight. <laughs> he's, he, he's on a good track. He that is, boy. man. Well, let's get in. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the episode, man. Um, let's let's let Epo kick us off with his number five. Oh, I'm kicking off decision, with my man. number five. Yeah. Right, I usually kick off. So why don't you? You kick do, off? yeah, yeah. yeah. You do. Do, you, do you want your sippy cup? It's the fate. No, it's all right. <laughs> um, right, my number five. It's not actually a scene. It's several characters in one film, which is a film I love. And uh, yes, we've mentioned these films so many fucking times, but. It's Scream Free. The majority okay. of the deaths and generally making the mistakes it pointed out in the sequels or the prior films of the franchise. This is the this is the film where it kind of went, you're meant to be meta, but you're what are you fucking you're doing all of the things that you're saying you shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. doing. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it was. It was it was it's a film that it's a it's a film I enjoy and I know that some people might not say it's a good film. They say it's the it's definitely the worst of the franchise. Yeah, definitely. Um but even then it's still better than most worse of yeah. other fr- you know, yeah. way better than most other <laughs> worst of yeah, other definitely. franchise. Um so I'm just gonna run through quickly a couple of like what yeah, so for me, Tom yeah. Tom Prince is uh the character who plays do he's they have the production oh, of yeah. Stab Free and he plays Dewey he plays Dewey in their it's, Stab Free yeah. version of the film. Um so his death involves so they're all inside the character um yeah. Jennifer Jolie who is uh, Dewey's kind of partly owner partly girlfriend we don't really know <laughs> she seems to act to treat him a bit like a slave yeah <laughs> but the weird thing is because I I, <laughs> I I know the names of the of the characters of Scream so obviously I know David Arquette plays yeah, yeah, Dewey yeah. and stuff like that so when you say like Tom Prince I'm thinking is that the actor's name was that the character's no, name tom prince is the character <laughs> okay because i was getting um, so spun I don't out actually I, I actually missed his name i know jennifer jolie is played by parker posey oh yeah that's um, the, yeah but I that is his name I, I i didn't have i guess it's because 
he's not really a, he's not really a huge part of the film. No, he's not really. Um, but anyway, so this is the part when they're all inside of the the kind of like the hills yeah. house and hills house not not hill house. <laughs> not, the, not, not that, in the hill house um, not in the hill house um and the the lights go out oh yeah and the fax machine which is shows its age <laughs> yeah the fax machines start going in <laughs> newly rewritten pages of the script start coming through and yeah. they start reading them and to this point in the film all the characters had been taken out based on the order they were in the script of yeah. stab free and now someone was sending through rewrites for different, and they were trying to. This was helping them find like, who the f- like the, slowly Ghostface is telling them who's going to be yeah. the next victim, and basically it gets to the point where it seems clear that either Ghostface is near or someone is literally about to die. So they all go, "Where's? Is it safe to be inside this house, or is it safe to be out there on the patio? We can we literally see all angles and not be anywhere." So they all run out to the yeah. the side of the swimming pool, all outside. And then this dumb fuck, yeah. Tom Prince goes, no, I need to know. I need to know what it says on that script. Yeah. And he runs back into the house. And <laughs> as he gets the script, the next page, so uh, Tom says he needs to know and rushes back in and he reads in the dark trying to get his lighter to light. Yeah. And I mean, this is, it's, I believe this, this one song called the Machete Award Yeah. Uh, at the time because it was the, the, it's such a convoluted plot to get to him to that point because he's trying to light the lighter yeah and literally it's one of those where he's not getting it to work he's reading what he can see and it just so happens the second he gets the light to go he reads that when he reads in the dark it says the script reads whoever smells the boom gas obviously yeah just coincidentally as the lighter works yeah and the shot's quite cool. I actually oh, watched yeah. it back on a gif like that. You actually, if you look carefully, you actually see his body. Like, like they've CGI'd it, but it actually holds up quite nicely. Where he actually <laughs> kind of gets, you see him rip apart. Oh, sick. If you actually look at there's yeah. a gif online where it actually shows his head like go and his body kind of tear I'm apart. I'm going to have to check that because I always, because normally when there's a it's explosion, a you see, you don't see anybody in there. No, it just kind of flashes. So you kind of assume that yeah. he's not going to be in there. So I have to watch that again. Man. But um, yeah, so that goes boom. And so with his, you are just kind of there like, like, what the fuck? Like, one, why did you go back in? But two, I mean, if you'd used literally, how pissed off would Ghostface be if you literally used any other form of lighting <laughs> device? Yeah. If you got out a torch suddenly and went, oh, right, I better get out of this house. Yeah, there's fucking gas then, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks out of the house. It's just like, this in the background. You see Ghostface. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, literally, it's <laughs> like... Plan. I mean, Ghostface or Roman, who was the killer in uh, Screw 3, it literally is like... That death could have gone any other way. Literally, if they had all decided to stay outside, what was the next course of action? Yeah. What if they all would have died? It's a, so it's, it's not just a bad choice in the character. It, it's bad writing, because it's purely based on, like, is that person going to go back inside? Is, yeah. is he going to? If he doesn't, then nothing... Nothing's going to happen with that script page. Yeah. That you've just that whole thing you've set up, and it just relies on the fact that it believes that he's actually going to have a lighter in his hand at that very moment. It well, just has, isn't he seen playing with the lighter? He's seen the playing with that. They've added that in as like a yeah, I know. That, but yeah. for me, that still wasn't a good enough reason to be like. So definitely, it's going to be him next. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, what I mean, he's definitely going to be the one that will run back in because until that point, I don't think that was shown in his character. If anything, it was one of the more like freaked out ones. Yeah. Um, the other two, that was more my main. But I did want to point out that Screen Free has so many poor choices, and I just point out that An- Angelina, who is the one who plays Sydney in the film, um, 
so she's hysterical and decides it's better when they're in there this creepy yeah. this is kind of more of a creepy haunted house at the end that roman's created with all these back rooms and all, yeah uh, although i think it's actually a producer of the film who's owns it and she's freaked out and she's right and then she runs into jennifer and gail and she's basically i guess not trusting anyone she's hysterical so she makes pretty much the most standard worst choice ever which is i'm not going to go with you two people who are together i'm going to go down these stairs by myself <laughs> into the creepy house where i already don't know where i'm going because apparently i've suddenly decided i can go this way yeah <laughs> so literally any other choice but stay with the fucking people oh, you're with yeah and that's then, so dumb isn't it and then i think um jennifer so jennifer jolie's death is this isn't actually her stupid decision. I have to put this down to Dewey and Gale's stupid decision. Yeah. So Ghostface is chasing her through these like back passages through the house and she appears behind the mirrors and yeah. she's banging on the mirrors and things like that and doing it and Gail's suddenly like, what's that? And so they realise that there's banging on the actual mirror and they yeah. think someone's behind it. So they choose to get his gun and start shooting slowly each mirror <laughs> one by one very slowly until her dead body drops out and you don't know partially she looks like she's been stabbed but also partially you're thinking Has he did Dewey just finish her off <laughs> yeah and it's I mean come on like I mean first thing you're thinking in your head is like right so my first thought was you would have shot the first pane of glass took your gun and run into that yeah. part and then looked not been like let's go one by one and see yeah. what happens <laughs> I mean cool effect but yeah it looks cool how much time like what, however she died, she wasn't dead seconds before he started shooting. Yeah. She wasn't even that badly injured seconds before. So whatever happened to her happened within seconds of Ghostface either finally catching her or, as we said, the glass and the bullet is what yeah. actually covered her in all those places. <laughs> so one, Dewey's technically, a, I believe that there's a possibility Dewey's a murderer. <laughs> Dewey, yeah. Because well, that'll give more credence to the, that massive fan theory that Dewey is the killer. That's Which nobody it. wants, man. That's it for, for Scream 5. <laughs> or actually, I was just announced Scream. Scream, Just yeah. Scream. <laughs> Halloween Scream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, this film has a lot of poor choices where they're on that. And there was one where I almost added in Tyson, the Chris Rock. Like, oh, yeah. The Chris, yeah. Standard, stereotypical yeah. black character. Who I, I always thought that was Chris Rock growing up <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I think that's why Chris Rock came into my head because I think I remember you saying it. But he, I think we said he, that in the Scream episode. He, yeah. Because he has some terrible parts like he's running away and goes, oh, you motherfucker. Like, yeah. it's, it's so bad. And so, he, does, he has played a bit like a black stereotype in it this is, film. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I was going to put him on there. But actually, he's actually one of the ones that makes a good decision okay. because Jennifer, Gail, and him are in the room. Dale... Dewey is not far away. Yeah. He decides, instead of all running, this he kind of looks and like as if he's like, there's three of us in the room. If we attack the fucker, maybe we could take him down. So he runs in to attack him. The other two run off. Oh, so yeah. they make shit decisions, <laughs> but he actually makes a good... He keeps trying to fight him back. And I didn't... I never really thought about it before, but actually... He's the only one that actually tries to do something instead of just running, which, to be fair, if all three of them had tackled into him... You'd have got... might have got a knife, one of you, but... You could have taken Ghostface. Yeah. <laughs> Several more people would now be alive. Yeah, that's so, it. So, yeah. Not and Tyson's stupid decision. Maybe Gail and Jennifer's stupid yeah. decision. I'm going to have to borrow Scream off you again, man. I haven't watched it for ages. Uh, but yeah, so that that is mine. I know it was a, that one was a bit longer than one, because, but I literally couldn't decide which one was stupider because I just decided as a whole film. It's a film of stupid decisions, but I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And my number five is one of my favorite films and it's one of my go-to comfort films i don't yeah. know why but the stupid decision and bear bear in mind that you can't you know this 
<laughs> this kind of invalidates the whole franchise after. But going to visit Jason's grave in Friday the 13th. I was, I was expecting this one. Man. This was not on my list because yeah. I was like, Bobby will Bobby's do that got one. This. So the basic kind of premise is what happens for people who don't know. Uh, Tommy Jarvis has killed Jason Voorhees at the end of part four and has been living in a psychiatric hospital and has been haunted by visions of Jason Voorhees. Uh, Tommy decides to go and visit Jason's grave and dig up his corpse as he believes that the only way to be sure um, is to actually see his, you know, see his corpse. But when he gets there um, and he opens the coffin, he becomes enraged and stabs him in the heart with a piece of metal f- fence from the cemetery. <laughs> Just as a stray lightning bolt from the storm <laughs> raging above hits the metal in Jason's heart and reanimates him. <laughs> and obviously, you know, this is the this is the start of the film. And after this, you get Undead Jason, which is iconic. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you don't have a franchise. If this it leads doesn't to happen. a great time in it the franchise. It leads to a great time. And, and the film itself is amazing. But I think it's pretty obvious why this is stupid. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> So J- Jason has been dead for years and Crystal Lake was obviously at peace apart from, you know, Roy Burns. But we, we don't talk about that around this, these parts. <laughs> um, and Jason was t- one of the toughest, you know, horror movie villains in the previous three films. He's alive. You know, he gets hung. He gets yeah. stabbed in the head with an axe. He gets he, he gets hit in the neck with a machete. He get you know, he, he can take get, some yeah, punishment. Drowned as much as he can. <laughs> yeah. And he showed insane strength and bloodlust when he was a regular human. Yeah. You know, he was crushing people's heads and you know, <laughs> an <laughs> insane amount of bloodlust. Yeah, and that insane. was and that yeah. was a human. And now you've brought him back as a zombie and he's even more indestructible. Um I and I did the maths and um we, I think we actually made a mistake in our Friday the 13th episode. Because okay. we said Jason had killed about 135 or 140 people. I think it was like, yeah, 137, I think the number was. It's actually, I think, 166 he's killed. I think it's around that. Um, okay. And since being reanimated, 125 of those kills happen. Um, and, the, you know, these are all people who have... Um, who, arguably would still be alive in the you know in the F13 franchise yeah. if Jason hadn't of you know been reanimated be reanimated <laughs> by his by his mortal enemy yes <laughs> you know? literally brought back to life by the person yeah. who wanted to destroy him yeah like i hate you so much that i'm going to bring you back to life yeah. and then kill you again <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what i mean yeah so I it's, mean, it's, uh, it's almost as if you, he didn't know that if he stabbed him in the heart, that electric would have brought him back to life. Because, yeah. I mean, when you die, that's what I was planning to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we were saying about um, on the way on the way we're driving here, um, we have to go through this, like, narrow lane. <laughs> and a bus was coming. And bus is a big one, and my car's not that big. And I was like, oh, I could probably fit through there. No. But it had gone past the point, And then we were like... No, that would have definitely killed us. <laughs> and we were saying that I'd have been fine, but Seb would have just been taken in half, and then I'm still driving, <laughs> assuming that he's <laughs> assuming that he's alive. We basically said finally you'd drive up and then half you'd re- suddenly you'd realise that half your car's missing and half my body's missing. Yeah. <laughs> and I scraped it along a wall. <laughs> and then I just get the I get the bit of metal and I just reanimate you. <laughs> my half body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you can bleed out and die again. Just so, yeah, just so I can be in unmeasurable pain. <laughs> Just to die again. <laughs> Why? I've already had my body scraped to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, um, I don't know if, if electricity into the heart can reanimate somebody after they've been dead for, well, this, I don't know, maybe 
four years or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if the heart is still around after four years. Yeah. Um, but what they should have done. So if Tommy really wanted to check that Jason was dead, he should have just gone to check the corpse because he brings his friend, cracked open the coffin and then just called it and been like, okay, I've seen his, his rotting corpse. Yeah. I'm just going to leave him. And then gone back to the hospital and spent his life in the asylum, you know, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> at, at peace. At peace that yeah. he knows that he is dead and buried. <laughs> Lovely. Um, right. My number four. My number four is Jeepers Creepers. Uh, I thought that might be on there. Yeah. Checking that fucking pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought, I fought against it because I thought, mm, some of my, I thought, oh, these might be a little bit more close to the nose. People might know these, but I just decided that, yeah, one, I, I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about Jeepers Creepers because I really enjoy that film. Yeah, I think it's a, cool it's a great film. film. Uh, but also just because, yeah, I mean, it is just one choice that is literally probably the worst choice that our main Derek ever makes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll just say what happens. Jeepers Creepers, so... We've got our siblings, Trish and... Uh, sorry, I said Derek. Darry. Yeah. <laughs> Darry, not Derek. Uh, Darry uh, driving home from college. Uh, they later spot a truck driver who passed them earlier, dumping what looks like bodies down a large pipe. Always remember that scene, man. Yeah. So they investigate the pipe once the trucker drives off. Trish and Darry are being good Samaritans. We get <laughs> that. But we know that the trucker's license plate read... B... <laughs> sorry, it says... Beat you as in eating you yeah. <laughs> be eating you no matter how you decipher that person's mate i mean that's pretty like maybe don't yeah maybe and don't maybe if you've just seen a creepy looking driver dumping what looks like bodies into a hole maybe the next thing to do isn't drive up and have Darry start to crawl inside. Well, slightly, he slightly falls, but kind of crawls in a little bit. Yeah, crawls down the pipe. That's right, and pro- as if they needed to know that if that was definitely bodies. <laughs> yeah, um, it looks like they're bodies. Nice. As well. It does look like bodies. I get that. And maybe they they're worried they're not going to be believed, but it kind of sets it on a whole track for Darry, which leads to a fantastic twist at the end of the film because you think it's Trish that he wants the entire... You think it's yeah. Trish at a certain point that he finally wants. When he finally goes off with Darry, who was the one who went inside of his yeah. pit, so he's probably got the scent for Darry from that. It leads to a great twist. It leads to all of the events that happen <laughs> in this film. Yeah. So the film wouldn't really <laughs> exist without it. Although, to be fair, I probably would have just believed that... Uh, he just started hunting them. Yeah. I don't think he even needed to go down the hole because he probably, I feel like he would have just started. I don't know. I think he would have got past them because he, because they go back and then that's when he starts chasing them, doesn't he? He sees them, doesn't yeah. he? He sees them driving past. Yeah. But I don't think he's he's clocked about that point. I reckon if no. they'd have, if, I do think, I yeah. sometimes think it is the scent that he goes back to him and yeah. gets the scent of, it's like, Somebody's been and then, yeah. is then he's like after that person, he's now got their scent kind of thing. I think that's why Darry becomes such a main yeah, target, as well as the fact that there's a whole he wants them eyes. You need them eyes. <laughs> Gotta get them eyes. Um but I mean, let's be honest. If you saw something like that creepy happen, if it's that and I think they were already talking about going to some kind of like, oh, they need to make a pit stop or something like that in the film before yeah. they like see that. So it's kinda of like maybe just go to the pit stop, ask someone. Yeah. See if they are, and maybe just call the police and say, I just think I saw someone dumping bodies down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the probably would have led to bad shit for all those cops in that station either way then, because a lot of those cops probably would be wiped out by the creeper. Yeah. Uh, anyway, or the creeper would have just disappeared. 
but it would have led to Darry's horrible death because it literally looks That's like his grim. skin was removed and tortured yeah. and all taken your body parts. Um, and but, people who they encounter on whilst the, the creeper's hunting them would probably still be alive. Yeah, a lot like of the people, old black. Lady. A whole road trip, basically. Yeah. Yes, so they would have saved themselves a whole long line of death. Yeah. I think, as I said, maybe they if they'd just gone past. He might have gone after them, but he might not. He yeah, might have been absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah, he might have just been like, I'm just that was it. And he wouldn't have started trying to track from. you down yeah. and kill you. Uh, but yeah, so it just, we wouldn't have the rest of the film without it. But it is a bad decision that sets the course for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a whole film could have been saved. I'm glad it isn't because I enjoy that film. It's oh, a, yeah, yeah. I enjoy absolutely. the Jeepers Creep. Well, I don't enjoy Jeepers Creepers 3, but Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2, yeah, both enjoyable films. films. Um, yeah. Um, less about the diddler director. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> did, um, did, did I ever tell you about that weird thing that happened when we were, when I was young? Me, it was me, Sam, Alice, and my friend Hayley. And we were coming back from, like, do you remember when we were about 16, 17? And we would always go, maybe like 16 to 18, and we would always go into that place um, in, like, in Long Levens, um, like the pavilion or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 always, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, one night we're walking back from there, and, you know, as you're coming into, like, Innsworth, and you've got that, like, the fields yeah. where the horses normally are, and there's, like, that old shed. Yeah, so yeah. We walk, we're walking past so you're like you're walking through an old field with an old shed just to make it clear. Yeah, just to, we're walking by it. Yeah. And it's probably like half two in the morning. Um, and this old shed, like one of those old metal sheds, it had a light on and the light's swinging back and forth. Like you can see through the gaps, it's swinging. And we could hear like screaming coming from inside of there, man. Like an old man screaming or something like that. We don't know if it was a TV or something, but it's freaky as fuck. Weird, man. <laughs> Just a little side story. But, you know, that was a stupid decision I could have been. I could have been like, oh, I'm going to go check this there out. There are many stupid, many, I, I can think of many, many stupid yeah. decisions we've made over this time. Were you there for the horses in the field? When we got chased by horses from yeah. the field? Yeah. Me and that Sam was a very there. stupid decision when we, yeah. we were coming down from... from on, we used to have parties on top of a, a hill. Yep, classic. Sounds a bit... <laughs> that's not what you need to know. Parties on top of a hill. One night we were trying to get down. We kind of got lost and went the wrong way. It was yeah. a great start to a horror film. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, a build-up. And then as we were walking through this field, we we were all like, can you hear something? We yeah. were like, literally like, what the fuck is that? We saw we saw one horse. We I didn't, didn't see anything. I, I saw <laughs> one white horse. Yeah. I didn't see the brown and black horses, which then we realised had got spooked and started running. And we were like, Full holy power. fuck. Yeah. We had to leg it through the field. <laughs> yeah. Through they, the field and literally bound over a yeah. fence. And they were coming at us as well. They were they? coming at us. So that was our own little spooky <laughs> yeah. the killer horses. The killer horses. And, but it proves <laughs> Headless that, horsemen, yeah. maybe. <laughs> it proves that we can run faster than horses. We can. <laughs> we got ourselves out of what was a bad decision. Yeah. Well, number four for me. It's kind of animal-based. Um, and no, that segue was that not was planned. That was not planned. <laughs> no, pretty good at unplanned segues. Um, but number four for me, and I remember watching this when I was young, um, but it, <laughs> it's creating a half-man, half-shark hybrid from the Creature miniseries in 1998. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I even know no, this one. So. It's fucking weird, man. Um, so... The basic premises of what happens is um, Creature is a book from the author of Jaws, uh, Peter Blenchley. Um, okay. And it's another aquatic caper. Um, but the basic story is that 
uh, government researchers on a remote Caribbean island are working on various projects. One of these includes <laughs> creating a half-man, half-shark hybrid, <laughs> which is supposed to become the ultimate commando. Um, the creature breaks free from its containment and kills a researcher. One of the researchers who has been working on the project is ordered to kill it. However, he can't because, you know, he sees it as like his baby. I think some of his blood went into creating it. Yeah. Um, and instead, he, he traps it in like a containment unit and then dumps it into the ocean around this Caribbean island. Um, obviously, the you know, years later, the creature escapes and starts terrorizing the local area as it starts to kind of like mutate and evolve and that kind of stuff. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty, f it's a fun little miniseries the shark man thing <laughs> looks really cool <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit fucking weird but i remember watching this when it was on like itv2 or something like that i was about <laughs> 10 years old um but why is this stupid i mean apart from being absolutely badass to the child that was me <laughs> why is making a half man half shark the ultimate commando <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and yeah. you know i can't see any, any application where this is um the ultimate commando unless a war is being waged at SeaWorld because <laughs> it needs to land and water unless you're like attacking coastal regions can't we? you might as well just have regular commanders on boats yeah. um i mean it does remind me a little bit of not the half man half stuff but putting like the brain of a human like almost like the brain of a human smart inside of a shark i.e Deep blue sea. Yeah, it's very like apart. If you take away the the human part, you know, yeah. the fully human body parts. Yeah, then you've pretty much got deep blue sea in a way making kind the of. whole. You know, I was thinking of making deep that blue hybrid. Sea on there. That is an honourable mention. Is, honorable that's mention. a very poor yeah. choice decision in that film. Yeah, but anyway, but this stuck out to me more because obviously why is a half man half shark the ultimate commando and then in the book which is called white shark and which is a bit different is kind of takes place in world two and kind of what you know the 90s um but once the creature goes on to land its lungs switch from being able to filter air and it's no longer able to go back into the water and breathe which makes it even more useless <laughs> because like now you just have a half man, half shark. You've just made an abomination, <laughs> just made an abomination. for no reason. Yeah, it just lives on land now and it can't, it's not like, okay, you could have it swim in, do something and then swim out. Yeah. You, but now it just swims in and it can't, it's not like a human could blend in. <laughs> this, is a, this is like a nine foot half man, half shark. And I'm assuming this does turn as you said, you say it turns badly, right? Because right now it's, it's selling yeah. like he's going to be some super soldier. Oh, but no. I'm assuming he attacks and kills. It attacks and kills, kills and local yeah. Caribbean Sounds children and islanders. I like, I like, yeah, that really um, does sound like a. You made it quite it sound quite light with aquatic capers. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, ah, oh, just like that and Jaws. Those, yeah. those fun little rumps. Those fun little capers. <laughs> um, but and the second kind of thing about it is the character motive aside, you know, not wanting to kill the creature, you've created that whole kind of like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein thing. Yeah. Um, why would you dump a containment unit into the ocean and not just keep it to yourself? Because you've literally created a semi-aquatic killing machine and you're dumping it into an ocean. Yeah. Like, it, it fucking <laughs> makes, no, makes no sense to me. No sense. You know? Um, no. And I've kind of put what they, sh what they should have done... Um, and I've just put, ideally, they should have not made a half-man, half-shark hybrid. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> ideally, simple. just don't do that. Yeah. But if they really wanted to, 
they should have given it something similar to Fox Die from Metal Gear, you know, um, to make sure that it doesn't go rogue. <laughs> so if it did, it could just be easily killed. Because the thing is, it as soon as you you're like creating it, it goes rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it starts killing people. Basically, in general horror, maybe I know this is the beginning of most films, but maybe don't try and splice me. <laughs> yeah. Don't try and play God. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Life finds a way. I think Life is what we're trying to say. Yeah. But that is my number four. Lovely. Um, okay, onto my number three, and we're getting a little bit Christmassy as it's almost oh, okay. tis the season. Heard my first Christmas song on the radio today. Oh yeah, I, I actually was. Uh, there was a little bit on the radio when we got there. I was a bit like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah, uh, it's too soon. Um, Black Christmas, and this is the main character Jess, and Jess goes up the stairs. Now this literally much leads to the classic horror trope which has been played in so many films and taking the piss out of it. Is this the, the original? So, orig- sorry, this is the original Black the original. Christmas. We okay. do have three. This is 1974 <laughs> Black Christmas. Classic. Not, not uh, I forgot. I actually forgot until I looked into this. There was a 2006 and then there was one made in 2018. 2019? Was it 2019? Was it last year? We went to see it, didn't we? We did. That's why I, I think can't it's remember. 2019. I forgot it existed. I forgot oh, really? we had seen that. Black Because that Black Christmas is so different yeah, than so... the other Black Christmas. That it, I kind of forgot it was the same. Yeah. You know, that one, it it was good in its own way, you know. Pretty, yeah, you know, pretty good. Not like I wouldn't rewatch it though. Uh, no, it was but right. it was all right. Um, but yeah, this is the original, which Black just has classic, some yeah. very poor decisions. Yeah, in it. Um, and it does kind of have. It has one that leads to another bad decision. It's kind of like it jumps from one to the other. So, um, and Black Christmas it is a great like horror jet for anything, and you only get a few good Christmas horror movies. There's a few out there. I'm sure we'll mention a few soon, yeah. <laughs> soon as the season comes upon us. That sounded wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so our our main character Jess. Um, obviously, we've got well, they're getting lots of creepy phone calls in a kind of uh, when a stranger calls kind of stuff. You yeah. know, they're getting lots of creepy phone calls, and they're being hunted one by one in their sorority house, and someone's coming in and murdering each one one by one it's a great film man and um so we get to the part of the film when there's not many of them left and jess is getting phone calls from the police and the police literally get on the phone to her and obviously she's worried about the other friends and she doesn't know where they are or what's like to some like what's really going on kind of thing like what's happening to them but she does know that there's been murder so she's a bit like mixed up in the head i guess but the police officer, Sergeant Nash, instructs Jess to leave the house immediately because they've realised that he was on the phone. So they realise he's there. Yeah. He's in the house with her. But because she's concerned about her friends Barb and Phyllis, she decides instead of getting straight out of that house to think, I should probably go and tell Barb and Phyllis, who are already dead, yeah, you... that uh, we need to leave. So she decides to go up the stairs. <sighs> Which is just, I mean, to be fair, this is so early on in it that you could almost say that this is one of the reasons that made the reason for that classic stereotype and that trope that you don't go up the stairs, yeah. you know. Almost the whole, you know, there's a line in Scream about it that, you know, that stupid people go straight up the stairs and they do kind of play on that. And in Scary Movie and things yeah. like that, they go about, don't go up the stairs, you know, they're yeah. even Get parodies of, of it. It's stairs, so yeah. It's such a common trope now that you're just like, come on, you're really doing that? Yeah, Are come you really on, doing this? Um, but yeah. She goes up the stairs, which just leads to lots more of it, where the uh, the killer Pete, uh, Peter smashes in through the window and he's chasing her through the house and she finally ends up with her. Basically, you don't actually see what happens. It cuts to the bit where she's basically like, 
It's like she's sedated and yeah. he's just lying there across her lap and just yeah. like. It's an interesting shot, isn't it? But it's also left ambiguous whether it actually was him or whether it was someone else. Yeah. Because here's what leads to the second bad choice, which is not so much Jess's bad choice, more the cop's bad choice. So they get her. She's kind of out of it. She's obviously been bashed about and things like that. She's not really in a good state. Yeah. They put her to bed in the house she's just been in <laughs> okay. with the people that have just been murdered. <laughs> um, in, in that house. And the cops then seem to just leave her. Yeah. And then you hear the phone <laughs> ring. You hear the phone ring again. Ambiguous. That yeah. obviously, actually, whoever Peter, who you just took out, may not be it. The person's actually might still be yeah. in the house. He's left on ambiguous. You don't know what happens to Jess. It's implied possibly that something deadly is about to happen yeah. to her. And then it, the shot goes upstairs and the bodies of Barb and Phyllis are still in the attic. Yeah. Dead against the window, which then also shows us that the cops did not go and check the house. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They didn't do fucking anything. They came in. Jess had already done the work on the person they fit the killer. Yeah. He's out of it. He's gone. They've got, they've got, maybe they've got rid of the body, I think. Yeah. He might still be lying there nothing. on the ground. No. They put her to bed and be like, Another, right, lads. Yeah. It's Christmas, let's fuck off, mate. Another case solved, boys. Another one done. Yeah, but leave imagine, them to it. And then there's just that. rotting corpses yeah. in the... Imagine the police turning up and being like, this house is a crime scene. Go to your room and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and sleep. Yeah. We'll put this mysterious stranger in the room just to make sure you're okay. Yeah, just so. to make sure you're fine. So, yeah, it, it's just... You're kind of there, like... It's it's in the, fir- the final act when it just kind of hits that kind of... These might be choices that, yeah, this is it's it's a good horror film. We're building up, and it it is one that inspired a lot. As I mentioned, it inspired Halloween as yeah. well. So, it, it, you know, it it did great things for the horror genre. But it is kind of one of those where you're like, mm, you kind of fumbled a bit yeah. on the third act with bad choices, decisions by <laughs> not just the main character, but also the police that were meant to be protecting her. Yeah, <laughs> but still, I'd say the most glaring one that wouldn't have gone any further. None of that really. Most of the characters are already dead anyway, to be fair. So yeah. she hasn't really saved or caused anyone to die, to be fair. But still, going up the stairs is just never a good choice. Well, she, yeah, she's potentially killed Peter. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. So she should have just left the fucking house. 100%. And the cops should have done their job. Yeah. And not just left someone who's possibly got a concussion. Go to sleep, dear. You may Go have just been sleep. beaten across the head. Yeah. You'll probably die in the night anyway, yeah. even if there isn't a killer's door loose. And if you smell something, it's all right. It's just yeah. the dead bodies rotting in we'll the house. We'll send attic. the boys around in the morning. Yeah, they'll sort it out. Don't worry that's about it, love. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. Bobby's number three. So this is where a bit of Stephen King comes in. That's um, Stephen King. And number three for me is... Getting his dick sucked whilst driving. <laughs> Straight <laughs> off the bat. No holding back. And this is from Finna, 1996. Oh, Finna, I remember as well. Hell of a film, oh, man. Um, so, basically, Billy Halleck, um, who is an obese, upper-class lawyer, is out with his wife, um, celebrating, you know, successfully defending his mob boss client from a murder charge. Billy is obsessed with food and struggles with his weight. Um, and whilst he's out driving... He's thinking about, you know, scratting and getting some food. His wife tries, and he's supposed to be on a diet. His wife tries to get his mind off food by sucking his dick, which I guess would work. <laughs> um, uh, Billy loves this and closes his eyes and takes his hands off the steering wheel. 
if you did that in a driving test, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a few reasons <laughs> yeah. you failed there. <laughs> Not just the uh, taking the hands off the wheel. Although, if, if you drive an instructor sucks your dick, you probably pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think you're all right at that point. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's an instant pass. You know, they'll probably let you through regardless. Um, is that that's how Bobby passed his? That's how I passed with his male instructor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with, with, with the eyes off the road, uh, Billy accidentally hits an elderly gypsy woman and kills her. Uh, Billy pulls some strings with his friends from the police and the courts to get himself acquitted. And Billy and his friends are then cursed by the gypsy woman's father. Um, I would definitely recommend this film to anyone because it's, so, it's such a good idea, you know. Um, and the basic idea is that he starts losing weight uncontrollably. And at yeah, first yeah. he's loving it, you know, he's eating pies and he's doing whatever he wants. And his wife is like, what are you doing? And he's just like, I'm, I've lost like yeah. four pounds since waking up, you know, and he's just, he's just, he just shedding does it. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I love the concept. I, I don't, for me, the, the film was a little bit, it, it, it's quite, it hasn't aged that well. Yeah, I it hasn't I aged. I would only. quite like to see a, a remake of this because I do think it's just some of the acting at times is a little bit, you know, stilted and yeah. so it just, it's, it, it felt a bit, I, I don't know if it was a, it feels was it a TV nine. movie. I think it was. I think it I was, a TV, it was a TV movie. That's why it's got that kind of style. But for a TV movie then, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. For a standard movie, it looks aged. But for a TV movie... Not bad. Actually. I mean, it's it's an easy enough watch. It is. It no, it's still an easy. It's an easy watch. But you know, for obvious reasons, for road safety, you know, it's not it's not advisable to get your dick sucked, close your eyes, and take your hands off the wheel. We know that. <laughs> um, but if Billy wasn't getting his dick sucked, then he wouldn't have hit the old gypsy woman, wouldn't have cursed his friends, wouldn't have ended up with a grim curse on himself. Wouldn't have then waged some weird race war against the gypsies because it's a very <laughs> weird bit where he starts talking about the white man's curse and he starts terrorizing this gypsy camp and he gets a bit like, okay, okay. this is a bit weird. <laughs> you know, this is a bit too clan. Um, yeah. And then it wouldn't have had the traditional kind of grim Stephen King ending, which I won't ruin for you if you haven't watched it, but it's a very. Um, yeah, it's not a great ending. Does the gypsy have a bit when it just goes like, Finna, Finna? Yeah. Why do I feel, see my yeah. remember? <coughs> she touches, the curse is, he touches finna, his face and just goes, Finna. 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 <laughs> and then obviously he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get away from me. <laughs> and then he starts, you know, like, get, getting thinner. Yeah. But it's a great, you know, it's a great film. Um, but what, you know, what they should have done, there's two options. Pulled over in a lay-by or a back alley and let his wife go to town. Or waited until they got home and rutted. <laughs> you know, there's a pretty simple there's your option. options. Those are your options. And then if you did that, you wouldn't, you know, the rest of the film wouldn't have happened. You would have had a bad life. Yeah, you, you'd have had a, you'd have had a, you'd have lived your corrupt life, you know, blind to the ways. You'd have lived naive for the rest of your life, but you would have Great, been cursed. Yeah. Great to be spontaneous, but choose your moments. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Lovely. Um, so my number two. And my number two is The Descent. Okay. 2005, Sneil Air Marshall. And it, the main point of this one is pretty much that it's all set, all of this is set on course by one character called Juno, who basically lies about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's a great it's a great horror film. I, I think I first watched it when I was doing film studies in college. Yeah, I think I watched uh, it shortly after it came out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really good, suspenseful, shot really like fantastically. The monsters are properly creepy, it's and you a real do feel that claustrophobic. Film, yeah. yeah, and I I it really hate, is. I hate anything like that. Yeah, the, the thought of being enclosed in freaks me out so much. So oh yeah, definitely. That's just yeah. Um, so. It, but it's got one of the. It is pretty much one of the stupidest decisions you could make in a film or in life because these things do happen in life. Yeah. So the story starts with Sarah visiting some caves with her friends after Sarah has suffered a traumatizing event a year earlier. So she lost her husband and her daughter in a in a car crash on the yeah. way back from whitewater rafting. So we know that they're a, a sporty bunch anyway, yeah. of friends and things like that. An extreme um, sporty bunch. Extreme sporty. So they decide to go spelunking in a cave system. Yeah. Which Juno says had been previously explored and someone would look for them if trouble arose. So she said she'd told some people that they were going into this explored cave and it had been set up with someone and things like that. Yeah. You don't have a guide or anything like that. That's... One warning flag. Yeah. Um, but uh, the trouble arises in the worst possible way. The cave is full of subterranean, bloodthirsty monsters. <laughs> and furthermore, Juno lied. As if you didn't see that going. Yeah, definitely. They weren't in an explored cave. They were in an unexplored system. So even if someone did come looking for them, they would be at the wrong cave. Yeah. So it doesn't matter even if she has told someone, no one's going to find you because no one's been in here before. Yeah. It's completely system. You don't know what's happening. So, one, this isn't just a super... Even if we took out of the monsters that lived yeah. inside the cave, this is still a fucking stupid Definitely. decision to take your... I mean, so, I mean, in general, like, exploring caves in that way, I mean, fuck that. Yeah, well, somebody <laughs> I, mean, I know seriously. does that. Somebody I know does caving. Yeah. And I've seen some of the videos because they take a GoPro and stuff like that. And it's fucking scary because you're having to you know crawl through tiny little yeah. gaps and stuff like that and they were like do you want to do it once i was like no like no straight off the bat no i have a belly so i'm not gonna be able to slide through a gap and it's so claustrophobic man i'm not doing that i'll freak yeah. out halfway through no we um when i worked at a, a special needs school we did it with a bunch of kids oh, from Reed, where yeah. we had to go through a system uh in the forest of dean in uh Gloucester, so you might know it for like Foster Star Wars and Harry yeah. Potter and that. But um, yeah, there's a there's a cave, there's a cave system there, and they did a short version of one through there, going through it with all of these kids yeah. and some of them prone to you know outbursts and things like that. Oh. I don't know whose idea it was to fucking do that, but <laughs> oh, yeah, God. we had to go through them, guiding like holding on to each other. It was yeah. like fucking hell. And then I, I could do it. I don't get too badly claustrophobic, <laughs> but it, even that was enough. So if I knew that there wasn't anyone to guide me or if I knew that there was we're going through a system where you don't know if suddenly you're going to just get stuck and in several parts of this film which is what adds to it is the fact that they literally just get shit okay we've got this farm where do we go yeah the idea of crawling through somewhere and not knowing that you're actually going to find something on the other end the idea of you being then right at the front and being I can't go anywhere you need to go back oh. and then the horror of the idea that someone then goes I can't like, or I'm stuck, or something like oh, that. You're just stuck. You're like, that just sounds like the worst. Just you know what saying mean? about it, it's actually freaking It's building me out, up inside. So, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, so, I mean, seriously, like, this is meant to be like a fun's gold weekend, yeah. girls' weekend. That doesn't sound like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like a fun weekend um, for any gender. I mean, and Juno lying about this being a pre explored cave when in fact it was unexplored and basically no one knew they were because of her makes her like pretty much one of the worst horror characters in general to make that decision yeah. because it literally is all her fault. 
I get it. She wanted to do this big extreme thing because her friend had lost her family and she thought that would kind of get her out of a rut and things like that because they used yeah. to do these things all the time. I get that. But then go on a freaking guided spelunking Go, on a guided go or do like that. Go freaking go white water after the Don't game. Don't do white water after. Make her face, <laughs> make her, face her fears yeah. of what she did before. But don't fucking go into a game. Um, yeah. I mean, uncharted. I mean, this is the thing. Cave. I know people. I mean, people do this 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 stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, we hear stories about it all the time. I mean, it's literally like stupid shit that people do where they don't tell them. They go off for big walk through canyons and they don't tell them. And although you know, although this isn't, they don't normally find <laughs> blind <laughs> subterranean monsters yeah. inside there. But I mean. I mean, I guess could, the, the film 127 Hours would have been pretty neat where I'm stuck on the rock and here come the monsters. <laughs> yeah. There's a twist, you know, that'd that be film. a good twist. But that was a real case of where yeah. someone was fucking stupid and didn't tell anyone they were going in the middle of a fucking canyon yeah. walking through a, you know, ex- like, not, it wasn't explored, but still, it's come on, you're going in this fucking area by yourself. Be, yeah, tell someone. At this, you know, on, a, on, on a weekend own. when anyone who sees your car is not going to know if you just arrived or if you oh. rise last week unless they come back yeah so then you end up having to do shit like cut your arm off so have, that's why you need a buddy system whatever you do <laughs> whatever you do have a buddy <laughs> yeah that's what schools taught you that's have your buddy you. that's why when you stayed always at my house, be holding for, hands yeah. <laughs> when you stayed at my Distance. house for six months i used to stand over you and watch you sleep all night <laughs> to make sure to make sure that you were safe you know i stood sentinel <laughs> to make sure that you were safe all night long yeah so it'd been like paranormal activity <laughs> yeah you stood there just as the time passes <laughs> that's what buddies are for. You know, that's why we have a buddy system. So, um, what they should have done. Not gone spelunking is obviously for a fun girls weekend. Maybe do something a bit more easy going, you know. She yeah. has had trauma. Maybe that's not the best thing to get her yeah, out of definitely her, not. Making her face deaf. And obviously leading to her death. In the UK version, in the American version, she actually, yeah. Sarah, the main character, actually survives. And then that leads to the descent too. Which I don't think I've ever actually seen. I haven't seen it. I didn't hear good things because I pretty much thought the original ending was good just the way it was. Yeah, that's what you needed. needed. So yeah. they they just tried to cash in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know they're a sporty group and that led, you know, she's recently lost her family. But having no guide or support or only trusting one member of your group to be in charge of sorting this and in charge of telling others that you are there... I mean, there's also the fact that I'm surprised no one else tried to tell at least one, yeah. but there's quite a few of them on this trip. So well, um, even if your mate uh, mates ask you to do something, like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, You'd be like, like, oh, I'm going. I mean, I get that Judo might have wanted to think that she could bring her back with some like, oh, seriously, this is cool. It would be the first time to, exp- like, first time anyone's ever explored this and, you know, we'll do it yourself and then you'll find out. But. That's not the kind of thing you do when you're, all your friends are going on like a weekend trip together. If you want to go do that, go and fucking do it, Juno. Do it by yourself. Yeah. Go kill yourself, you know. Um, but that's like me and you saying, all right, mate. All right, Bobby. We're, go- we're going camping for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But me just saying, oh, by the way, just just while we're here, do you mind if we, we go? I heard about this Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. So do you mind if we just go and have a look about it? Like, yeah. Just, you know, we're meant to be having a fun drinking and stuff yeah. like that. But we're going to Blair Witch. Let's just go and have a little look for that Blair Witch. I think uh, it'll be a fun memory for yeah. us. <laughs> and then when somebody comes and finds us, they don't see you. Like Dan comes looking for us. He doesn't see you. He just sees me standing in the corner of the room. Corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's um that yeah that is a that Juno's is a, a, Juno's a little bit of a, a biatch. <laughs> yeah, definitely a biatch. I haven't heard that, that word for ages. <laughs> biatch. Biatch. <laughs> yeah. Well, my number two um is 
it is a stupid decision. Um, and it's one that every time I watch it, I think that is a stupid decision, even for a, a film and a series which is filled with stupid decisions. Um, and this is sticking both hands into the trap without looking and listening to the instructions. And it's Addison from Saw 2 in 2005. I think I could think of yeah. what that scene I haven't watched that in a while, but I think I can think of what that scene looks like. It's always stuck in my head. Um, so the, the basic premises um, for... If you if you've lived under a rock and have never seen Saw Two, because I think most people have seen it by now, haven't they? It was a pretty um, big problem. You haven't. Mark hasn't seen Saw Two. Ah. Well, wow. <laughs> I've seen any of them. Damn I've man. Seen I think I've got a I've yeah. Got, I've got a Blu-ray box set if you want to borrow. Yeah. It. <laughs> so Dan, our producer's just said that he's never seen. He's been the one person living under a rock who hasn't seen Saw Two. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure there's many that oh, there's hate probably, horror. Yeah, there's. Uh, but then it just depends how much if you. If you want to see gore, then yeah, you'll yeah. see them. If you don't hate freaking gore, then you're not going to see. <laughs> but I imagine you, you haven't, you're not listening to a horror podcast and have not seen Saw 2 or have not <laughs> seen any of the Saws. I, I'd think so, probably. I mean, definitely in this first. I, I mean, I always be basically, if you've. The first ones, I think, is very well made. Yeah, I like and the first. Made one. on a better level. The second ones. I like the second And then one. I just, to me, they just continue to get worse and worse they and do. worse. Although the the last one they did, Jigsaw, was actually a bit better. Than yeah, that was fun. pretty much it was probably up there with closer to one or two. Whereas I just found it got so convoluted. Oh yeah, and stupid. I partly love how f- convoluted the last part, stupid especially, is. I thought it looked terrible. Oh, that is so the three D one. I just yeah, thought it was it's awful it's, and it looked awful. But in it's two D. films in one, and it's but oh. it's fun. It's like as stupid as it is, it's fun. And that's yeah. the thing about these films that there's a lot of stupid decisions. Um, and yeah, they get really convoluted and they try and be like, this is a clever plot twist. This is the man who was behind this it. Is it. And you're like, well, obviously that's the character. It because was that, yeah, it, it, it was it, that character you saw in the background three yeah. films ago. That's who this, yeah. that's who his apprentice is now. <laughs> and we've suddenly, we've brought that, you know, this character hasn't been in it for the whole franchise, but he's in it now. And you're like, oh, so he's obviously <laughs> got to be an apprentice. So he's yeah. obviously got to be, you know, involved. Um, but Saw 2, um, when the series was still finding its feet, yeah. um, the basic premise is eight people awake in a house uh, filled with toxic nerve agent. Um, and they have to complete the test to get an antidote. About two thirds of the way through the film, uh, our character Addison, um, who's succumbed to the nerve agent, has just splits from the... From a, from a, Splits from the... Um, see, I can't read again, man. I was doing so well, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you were all right, then you yeah. screamed like a raven. <laughs> <laughs> screamed like a raven. That's how you know I fucked up. Um, but she split from the remaining survivors to try and find her tape yeah. and to try and get her antidote. Um, and she finds the room, which is set out for her, and she sees um, her trap, with, which is a see-through box with an antidote in it. And she sees a tape, you know, a letter with her name and her tape hanging from it. She fr- She rips the... You know, she pulls that away and she just chucks it on the floor. And then there's these two slots and she puts both her hands in. She puts one hand in and tries to grab the antidote and she pulls the antidote and it pulls off. Yeah. And then she puts the other hand in and what she doesn't realize is that it's bladed. So as she tries to, you know, the, it, it kind of pops up. And then as she tries to pull her hands back, it cuts into her arms and, she, and she's trapped. It's really horrible. And she's and she then remains there for the rest of the film and ultimately either dies from the nerve agent <laughs> bleeding or bleeding out. out. Um, but and I've always thought ever since I first watched this one at a sleepover 
went on pirate video when I was about 13. Yeah. I've always thought this was a stupid thing because, you know, if you ever find yourself in a saw trap somehow, <laughs> <laughs> if you've gone into the saw universe and you're in a saw trap, because Jake Saw will just put anyone in a saw trap. Pretty much. Any, yeah, he'll just be like, oh, you stole a loaf of bread to feed your kid. You're, now you have to remove your eyes, you know? Or you... You didn't donate to Sir Tom. Yeah, you didn't donate to Sir Tom. Now you have you have to walk a hundred laps on glass. Burning coal on glass. Burning coals, you know? Needles. And it's like, dude, just let people live their lives, man. Yeah. Um, but if you ever find yourself in a saw trap, if there's some kind of copycat or something... Um, you're going to want to listen to the tape because that normally gives you some kind of clue yeah. about how why you're in there. It's instructions. It's instructions. And Jigsaw loves his fucking puns. So there would have been some kind of pun about putting your hands through there and getting trapped, you know. There would have yeah. been something to make you go, oh, okay. So what you should have done, you know, never throw away that. And then actually look at your trap because if you you know if you eagle eyes and if you look at it yeah. you could see that at the top of the box is a there's a key there's a keypad hanging so you know if you see a keypad you know that there's a key somewhere for it um and if you you know so behind the scene commentary tells us that there is a key in the room um and then if you put it into the padlock um it opens the top of the box you can get your antidote get it in you, and then you just got to wait out the clock. And all you got to do in case you want to throw the other people off is still pretend to be sick and be like, no, I haven't found an antidote. And as they die, you just... So she wasn't even meant to put her hands in the box. I think... She needed, well, to, find, think... She needed to find the key before she put yeah, her hand in the I box. I think what she should have done is she should have found the key. Um, she should listen to the tape, and then that would have probably given her some inclination that it was going to trap her hands. And then she should have found the key. Yeah. And then what she should have done is she should have propped up, you know, using one hand, propped up the, uh, um, you know, the blades. Yeah. Because you can do that. And then put the other hand in and then unlocked it. And then uh. slipped them both out, taken the thing off. Boom, you've got your antidote. Bada bing, bada boom, you're <laughs> alive. That's what she should have done. But she sticks her hands in. She gets trapped. It, it looks horrible. Yeah. It's one of the worst saw traps for me because it's... A lot of the saw traps, like, you die straight away or yeah. <laughs> you're dying quickly. She's just, like, left dangling. She's there, just left dang. Like... Yeah, she's just left there bleeding out. And it's pretty grim, man. Yeah. What's your Not number nice one? Thing. Now, this is the one I think we might both have the same. Hmm. We'll see. So I'm just, I, I was just thinking about my... So I tried to lay mine out in an order. Yeah. So that it went through. And although <laughs> I... Now that I've actually talked through it, I would have swapped one or two yeah, around that. But... The, the screen one was just lots of little kind of things that lead in. That was lots of people making stupid decisions. So no one really hugely destroys the others in a way. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. completely affect them. Um, and then with Jeepers Creepers, actually, when I think about it, it's not just Darry who affects himself. He affects the whole town. Police force. It all starts because yeah. of that decision. So he, I actually would have moved down one. And I would have moved Black Christmas up that one because her choice only really affects her. Yeah. So I would have moved that back to number four. But um, whereas the, the, the descent, you see, it kind of builds the more yeah. people that are dying because of your decision. Yeah, I would That's have kind of that. how I was going to, like, I, I decided I was going to lay it out like that. And yeah, kind of 
fucked it up there. Yeah. Where I put I put the one that didn't really lead to any death. Uh, that would have been my four. Number three would have been you know Jeepers Creepers. Number two with the descent, which is it's not so much that it doesn't lead to, it leads to more death than Jeepers Creepers, but yeah. it leads to more personal. Literally, you kill off your all of your friends group. Yeah, you're definitely. the reason that all of your friends died. <laughs> yeah. so that's a close to home. And now my final one, number one is on an epic global scale. Do you fuck everyone? Okay. So maybe that's got you off the field. Not the same then. 28 weeks later. Oh, shit. No, Don fucks it. humanity. Oh, yeah. Properly Tell fucks humanity. Um, so I don't know how long it's been. I mean, 28... Uh, I've, I've seen 28 days later a lot more than I've ever seen 28 weeks later. I've, I've only seen 28 weeks, weeks a few times. Have you? Yeah. Um, so I've, I haven't really watched it as much. I don't remember liking it as much as 28 days later. Yeah. Um, I think I the second one's that. The second one's more ramped up in action. It's Definitely. More, you know, money behind it. You've got Jeremy Renner and uh, lots of other... Robert like, Carlyle. Yeah, the Robert Carlyle. He is Don. He is Don. He is our Don. He's, He's the, the one Don. who fucking humanity right now. So, um... So, uh... What happens basically uh, when we open the film? Don and his family are it. the 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 global pandemic is still going on. Yeah, it's a bit close to home. <laughs> yeah, a bit close to home. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> the pandemic's still going on. The the creatures are still they're still kind of at the height. So it, it's still when we first meet in the film, it's not twenty eight uh, weeks later. It's still very much in that early period when they're all there. Yeah. The family trying to survive together. It's um, an incredible. And his open. wife won't leave. It's got amazing shots oh, and visuals. Yeah. Um, but when the rage when the 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 rage virus the rage monsters it's I, a virus yeah. yeah it's a virus they're kind they've of got rage basically yeah. they're not zombies rage monsters, but they're kind no, of yeah. zombies but I call them rage monsters rage so men. the rage monsters <laughs> actually find their way to the house and they start breaking oh. into the house and they all have to escape and things like that when but the, his wife won't leave but when the old woman is getting or the old man is getting dragged down oh yeah and yeah, the yeah. woman's crying yeah, out for it's, it's, so, it, oh. it, it, this this sequel is brutal yeah it is um which we'll get to because i think this leads to possibly my the most like horrific part yeah but um and then it has these big shots where don decides to just leave his wife because his wife won't leave without the other child and she's like no i'm not going and so he just leaves her and he just runs and you can tell how guilty he looks and then you've got that amazing shot where he's running and you've got all of the rage monsters coming and the shot where he's he looks back and sees her at the window yeah, yeah. And then all the yeah, the that's what I mean. And then you see it, and gone. you assume she's gone. Yeah. Um. So, and then this leads to the twenty-eight weeks later, and the pandemic is actually starting to die down. They're they're starving. The rage the rage monsters are starving. The pandemic is not at the height it was. They've managed to control yeah. it a lot more, and that's because they've managed to get the spread controlled. So, you know, wash your hands, stay wash distant, hands. socially yeah. distanced. Because those things are what probably worked, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> and I'm sure shortly after they had eat out to help out. Yes, I did. <laughs> so they had 50% off their meals. And yeah. it helps the pandemic. It Everyone does. Helps the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. so we go back to Don and he's still feeling completely just lost and guilty about that, he, what, what, that he'd left his wife. And he's getting on with the kids and stuff like that, but he's, like, he's distant. He's completely become a di- like quite yeah. a distant character, and I guess you might get that if you abandon your wife in a in an attic filled with you know rage Beast. monsters, infested <laughs> monsters. I don't know what to call them. Um, I, yeah, all of mine. I put I have put zombie, but it, they're not quite, they're, they're not, not really zombie. kind of zombies. I mean, I guess they are kind, kind of, of dead. Are, so they are kind of rage zombies or whatever. They've got the rage. They've got the rage. Um, but this is where so he he like sneaks into a. Um, 
as he's dealing with his daughter and things like that, he sneaks in to the... He finds out his wife is still alive. Yeah. And he sneaks into the quarantined area where his wife is in. And as he gets in there, he he actually gets to speak to his wife. So, I mean, there's already several bad decisions been made here because he's snuck inside of the yeah. quarantined area. His wife is known to have the virus. But somehow she's kind of managed to stay on like a level. She's got like one eye looks like yeah. one eye looks normal. But it's, it's like it's because she's kind of got some like antibodies. Too, yeah, she has. Like so that. she's kind of kept at bay. Yeah. Um. So they think that she might be. Yeah. They're they're using her because they think they can help humanity with her. Yeah. Because she's got a bit of both. She's got the antibodies and she's got it in her system. So there's obviously something in certain humans that has worked its way out. So this is all part of the, that vaccine. The vaccine sorting us out. And then, after having a chat with her and saying how guilty and how sorry he is, and, you know, she says he loves her and things like that, that's when he decides to go for a quick snog. Ah, classic. And he's fully aware. He's, he's aware that she has this kind of possible infection, yeah. antibiotic, uh, with the rage voice. And he decides to have a snog <laughs> he's royally just fucked. He's just horny. I just that, yeah, he just is. And he's just... <laughs> So he has like no sense of control. So how as soon as <laughs> and I'm just like looking at this going, I can't quite understand how like how you'd make such a decision. Yeah. But um so he kind of decides he's like pulling these sweet moves on Alice. <laughs> yeah. You know, before succumbing to the like his wife, sorry, is Alice. And um, before succumbing to the deadly virus coursing through her saliva, yeah. which then spreads to him destroy and then this leads to basically destroying whatever semblance of England is left after this scene. So he's left in like a combo kind of bite strike and he starts to freak. And yeah. You just see him start to his body's just convulsing and you know it's such a stupid move. Like the 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 country only just rebuilt itself and then he makes these stupid decisions. So he can't help have a big old snog because of the guilt of leaving his wife. Which one reignites the rage virus, yeah. and two, really guilty. He's really guilty about leaving his wife in the first place. Well, now he's really going to be fucking guilty <laughs> because now, because uh, his wife gets one of the most horrific deaths oh, yeah, in the film. She does. Um, first, once fully engorged in rage mode, and Robert he, Carlyle beast. This is this Robert Carlyle beast mode. He is. He is. He's full on. It's very. He's very good. He's very convincing. Yeah. Um. But he begins. So this is how her death goes. He begins oh. to punch her repeatedly in the face. Yeah. Until blood is fo- like literally flowing out of her mouth. Yeah. Then begins literally tearing chunks out of her neck. Yeah. Literally throwing chunks away. You know what I mean? Like bit by bit. And then, finally, he takes his thumbs and begins yeah. shoving them into her eye sockets. Fucking brutal, isn't it? I mean, it's so brutal. It's made, it's made worse by the fact that he was so guilty about yeah. what he'd done to his wife. And then here you go. And it's, it's just kind of, you're, you're kind of there like, I mean, what he, should, what he should have done. I mean, I mean, she was infected with a disease that they were beginning to control. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have even gone in that fucking room. No. Well, the Why? worst thing is, obviously... He gets the he you know Robert Carlyle goes into beast mode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. enraged, and then aren't a bunch of people put into like a bunker or something, which is 
where he is. Yeah, that, and, then, and that's, that just leads yeah. to the complete spread again. And then he just goes fucking apeshit. It just goes apeshit after that, yeah. yeah. And that, that's where and everything spreads. starts, oh. and then it starts again. And the film doesn't even end this time on, there's no chance of it. The first film ended with, you saw them starving, so you knew that it might be yeah. dying out, whereas this one doesn't. It shows that it spreads to Europe, and it spreads basically from there. You're like, okay, it's going to spread across the world now, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. I hope so they make fun. another, man. That'd yeah. But I interrupted Carry On. Um, yeah, but if he had to do something, I mean, come on, even if he went into that room and he really couldn't control himself, if he had to do something, I mean, again, talk to her and hold her hand. Kiss her on the head, maybe. But it is that, it's that pass of saliva. It's it, the fact he goes on for a full-on, <laughs> yeah. like a full-on <laughs> snog. I mean, the woman's tied to a bed anyway, so it seems pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very and weird. And even she seems a bit like, okay. And she's covered in dirt and stuff like that, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. And she's, she kind of looks, she does look a little bit like she kind of goes with it. But at the same time, a second before, it kind of looks like it's like, okay, I, ha- I haven't seen you in like months. You know, I've said I love you, but you, you still left me. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, just 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 force yourself on <laughs> force me, mate. You know what I mean? Just, just go for it. All right. So, I mean, this was like... As I said, building them up. This is literally like a world-ending bad yeah, decision. That is. He literally fucks the world. <laughs> Robert Carlyle fucks the world. <laughs> that would be a great Netflix. <laughs> it works. Read into how, that could be whatever you want as well. <laughs> you uh, can take that any way you yeah. want. How he's fucking the world. Is, that's up to Robert Carlyle. <laughs> yeah. Each episode is just up to him. Just a GoPro, GoPro strapped to his head and just let loose in a bit of the country. Yeah, all over the world. <laughs> but no, right. that's a good one for number one. Um, so I I put Jason first um, because I wanted to get that one out of the way because obviously that's from a big franchise. Yeah, and it's yeah. from the biggest of the you know of the films I've talked about. But my number one is what I thought you would have had as well, um, okay. and it is playing the tapes slash reading the Necronomicon from Evil Dead, 1981, and 2013. Uh, yeah, I did think about this one. Yeah. This is, was an honourable mention of mine, yeah. because it is, yeah. We've got some honourable mentions, haven't you, that we'll go through a little bit after. Yeah, yeah, so um, a couple of quick ones. But, I mean, the kind, I love both of these films. I love the Evil Dead franchise as itself. Um, but both the original and the remake of Evil Dead sees a group of college kids go into a, a remote cabin and stumbling upon the Necronomicon or the Book of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and in the original, uh, there's a bunch of tape recordings with it, and one of the characters starts playing it, despite yeah. the fact that, you know, everybody's saying, no, don't play it. <laughs> um, and it's got incantations uh, from the Necronomicon. Um, and in the remake, a character ends up reading some of the passages. Either way, they kind of release an evil and slowly start getting possessed and, you know, a gory good time ensues. Yeah. The whole, f- I mean, if you haven't watched the films, check them out because they are incredible. They are so um, good. Yeah. Um, um, both very different as well. Yeah, very the different. Re- I did like, the, they go with a completely different style of how they're going to show like the deaths and the, yeah. and the, the possession and stuff like that in each, in each film. Although they have winks to each other, I do think the Evil Dead remake is kind of the way a remake should be done. It's not exactly that. It's got the same concept I guess, but it's not. But shot it's for taken shot. it a yeah. brand new style and way. Yeah, and there's some stuff which is very similar, um, but it's good and it's kind of in. It's kind of a remake and a reboot, but yeah, it is a sequel as well because Ash is at the end of it. It's all yeah, it weird. has that little throw it. In. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a random throw in. And Ash Williams is one of my one of my all time favorite characters, but of you know why this is stupid is obviously if you find occult stuff, you're gonna want to look at it. And that's something that I would probably stupidly do. <laughs> yeah. The start of the episode, I said, 
you know, this, these are some of the some of these decisions I would probably make. Yeah. And I'm not gonna make. Uh, I feel like half you'd have a little half, peak, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm not gonna make a half man, half shark. <laughs> no, I, mean, but I might do, but you, I'm, do, you, you don't yeah. have the, uh, the things that you want to dispose of. Yeah, Maybe I, if you did, you'd if be I like, did, I Maybe pro- I could splice these. Yeah, together. I probably would. Um, but obviously, if I found some occult stuff, I would probably be looking at it. Um, but that doesn't remove that it's a dumb decision. Yeah. So I'm saying I would make that just dumb decision. Feel free to, you know, hold me up as a martyr or somebody who <laughs> acknowledges the mistakes that I mean, they would make. I mean, I think between the, um, the, the the original and the remake, the one thing that stands out to me, though, uh, I get the, the original had the kind of concept with the tapes and things like yeah. that. And I do kind of feel like more like you, you'd pop that tape in. You'd just you just like, would, And they're telling them not to. But I don't really remember so much of like exactly clear signs like definitely don't do this do not to, or does i can't i can't, I can't, remember, I can't remember. remember having it but i do know that in the remake it pretty much is telling you yeah there's don't some stuff that says don't read this. this don't read this yeah so that's when it gets really like i know that that's for some people that's like a that's like don't press the red button mate <laughs> yeah which <laughs> makes you press want it to and then do you're that. like i want to press yeah. it but the, the guy in the remake i just feel this seems I feel like he's the one that makes the well, even he, stupid decision. Well, he's just is. there. Like, there's loads of stuff which says don't read this book and it's hidden away. And it's and like, it just kind of is there. Like, why the fuck are you doing it, man? You've gone down into a creepy little cellar. Yeah. But yeah. Read in your head. Don't read out loud. Because <laughs> if you read in your head, the, the evil can't be released. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a loophole. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a weird one. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, he, I think he's like a teacher or something like that. I think it says. I can't. Uh, but it's just like, all right. So why do you suddenly get the idea that I need to read this out loud? Like, what kind of? <laughs> like, how often kind of do you actually you? read out loud? Like, yeah. If you're just walking, so I don't walk in and go like, so that's a big Mac with. That's a chicken mac- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like you don't go around your life most of the time you're reading in your head. <laughs> but then I guess if like if I like if if I got something and you guys were like, Oh, what is that? I would probably read it to you. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, I'm I'm going to read it and then I will pass yeah. it. Yeah. Does he re- I thought he read most of it in that one though. I th- I thought he read it by himself. I can't remember. I, I thought it's it was been a, just him. I haven't seen it since the cinema. Yeah, I, I remember some reason I thought it was it. pretty much solely like it wasn't everyone around him this time. It was literally just like he just started reading it. So it's Probably. not even like he's doing it for an audience. This is why I'm questioning why you're reading it out loud anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Maybe because it's in some demon language you're trying to sound Maybe it out. he's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, you know, if because of the these decisions and because they played the tapes and the dude read it, you know, the, Ashley Williams, the series protagonist, has to kill all his friends, chainsaw yep. off his hand, go back in time, <laughs> yeah. as which is great, as well as live a life plagued by being haunted by the Necronomicon, the Deadites, and if you watch Ash versus Evil Dead like I did, you know that this has followed him his whole life. The whole town that he lives in refers to him as sla- Ashy Slashy or Slashy Ashy because he killed everyone. Think he's a nutter, you know. Yeah. And he's haunted for the rest of his life by this. <laughs> and there's numerous casualties that happen. Um, and Mia from the remake um, also has to kill all of her friends. And Ash had rip her hand off. And as she was in recover- a recovery from heroin addiction, I imagine that the trauma probably triggered her to relapse as well. Yeah. Which isn't particularly great. <laughs> um, so what they should have done is, you know, Ash and friends should have gone to Jacksonville, as Ash always wanted to go. Um, or they should have gone somewhere else instead of just a random log cabin, which I, I like log cabins, so I probably would have gone, <laughs> Yeah, you know. Um, and Mia probably should have gone to a proper rehab 
you know, take it from me. Don't try and detox your friends. It never works. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, it never works. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of your like, in terms of the remake, I mean, the 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 original is is, is like amazing for its time. But as I said, it's more down to the gore factor where the yeah. remake and thing have a, such a different difference in the way they really yeah, go definitely. for it. And I mean, seriously, if you're not someone who likes gore or like quite realistic looking body mutilation then the evil dead remake is not for you no because that's probably one of the most brutal yeah. gr- horrific kind of people oh. cutting their tongues in half people literally oh, just some bits off themselves getting yeah. stabbing the themselves and oh yeah it's just it is brutal and the whole film is so dark and grittily shot that you're just there like oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's so horrible yeah but it, it's such a good film it is such a good film so before before we end, let's hear these honourable mentions. So um, honourable mentions, and it, I, I don't know if there was any that you were considering, but these were a few that I popped up with. Um, so um, when I was choosing Scream Three, I also thought about Scream One, Tatum okay. and the Cat Flap. Yep, I thought that one. It's not. I didn't choose it because in the moment I, I feel like it's literally like there was nowhere else to go. No. She couldn't really get past him. She just tried. She thought maybe. I felt like it was a moment in desperation. It wasn't a fully stupid decision. No. But I'm sure if she then looked back and forth and be like, I was never going to fucking fit through that clap flap, was I? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just was one of those moments when you're like, yeah, maybe a cat flap's not going to work. Maybe I should. You're in a garage. There's plenty yeah. of stuff to try and fight. But I Tatum's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Tatum's great, man. I would have fought Scream 2 when the car crashes. Uh, and, Sydney, and Sydney goes back to the... No, Sydney and whoever she's with. I can't remember. Is it Donna? Maybe Donna. It's been a while since I, I watched it. So I have to it. Yeah. But they have to, cr- they have to climb over. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have killed him then. Yeah, yeah. Could have taken him out Could right have then, strangled yeah. him to death. Oh, yeah, then. definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. Could have... He and then Ghostface she goes back to and check, doesn't she? But it's too late. He's gone. For me, that's and then she ki- and then he kills kills whoever it is. I yeah, I can't remember. I always, I know it's Brenda in Scary. <laughs> <It's> scary <laughs> I know it's Brenda. Um, it's yeah, um, yeah. No, that is also an equally absolute because yeah. you're right there. And even when you're out of the car and safe, she still could have just quickly gone. All right, knife. Yeah, knife done. Knife down. Boom. Or just straight away, just mask off. Uh, oh, mask off. Well, at least we know who it is now. <laughs> oh, it's you. I'm gonna strangle you yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, we've got those kind of big. Um, I guess yeah, but with those two, the difference for me is that they are both extremely suspenseful, like really yeah, well they're done. They're both really well done. Whereas in Scream Three, I'd just say a lot of them are just too convoluted to be. So I decided that they were worse. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. were stupider decisions, but <laughs> a stupider film. Fair enough. Um, this is this is one I actually popped up when I researched on. It was on pretty much every list, and I I did agree with it because I remember being what the fuck when watching it. And that's uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, and that's Helen. Yeah, um, played by uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, never and made sense to me that. No, Sarah Michelle Gellar in that film was actually my preferred. It's one of those where I preferred her to the protagonist. Anyway, yeah, I, preferred her to I thought she better. Yeah, she had like she yeah. had trauma as well, but she kind of treated it in a certain way. She was uh, more charming than uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who kind of plays that pouty like yeah. the ones that don't always like they're not always the most fun to follow because they just spend the whole film being like pouty and like mm, yeah this bad stuff happened to me but yeah. everyone else is like fucking get on with it yeah, we got we're getting on with it and in this film it literally is you're not the in most films it's normally just the main that has the main trauma yeah this one they've all had the same trauma but she's just they're all just cracking on yeah but so um this is if if you don't know the scene she's chased through the uh, the I think it's the bridal wear shop that she works yeah. in and she's doing a really good job to get away she's escaping she's going really fast she manages to to get out through uh, I think she gets out through one of the windows and gets out into the alley 
and she managed to make it out for Ali and she makes it all the way down. She's almost at the parade. There's she a big parade people, going on. Yeah. She makes it to the end. She's going to make it through. And I know in part of your head you're going, uh, she's not going to make it, is she? But I thought she, literally, I thought she, she it safe. seems like she is because she's right there. She's literally like, you're like, someone will almost see her if she gets caught yeah. now. But she gets almost there and she stops and looks back for like this millisecond before she's made it there. It's just like, for fuck's sake, if you just yeah. ran, if you didn't stop, who gives a fuck? You're right there. If someone gets you now, they're going to get you in the middle of a crowd. So it doesn't matter if he's right behind you now because yeah. someone's going to see you. And yeah, you might still get stabbed with it, <laughs> but you might survive. And so she yeah. stopped and then and gets comes and catches her. And I think he gets her through the neck. I, I think, can't remember. I've and like, seen it for years, but I always remember that. Yeah. And she's there and then he just takes her out in the alley. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, just, you yeah. were there. You were split like, second. Man. Like literally, yeah. And, but I, I mean, I like the seconds that. and you were free. Yeah. I liked it because when I first watched it, I thought she was going to survive. Yeah, it and seemed I thought, like she was going to escape and she yeah. would come back later. Sarah Michelle Gellar, arguably at the height of her powers around then. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because, they were bit, because Buffy, of Buffy, yeah, she was big. Scream 2, yeah, she's which might be a little bit later. But I was like, they ain't got to kill Jenna. Um, they're not going to kill... What's oh, fucking Sarah, Yeah, Sarah They were all Michelle pretty Gellar. big teen, actually, all the, all the main ones in there. The main four were all pretty big teen, you know, well Yeah, so that's that why I thought they're not going to kill They're all on the verge of... Uh, Sharon Marcel Bauer and Freddie, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. were on the verge of the greatest film they've ever made. The greatest film of all time. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's I agree with you on that one. Yeah. So uh, it's it's such a ha- harsh way to go. Um, and my next uh, honourable mention was The Shining. Okay. And this is uh, Wendy because uh, I thought about this one. So she she shuts him up in the refrigerator. Yeah. Cla- like classic scene. Drags him in there, yeah. throws him in there after the classic... You know, give me the back. Yeah, that. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> uh, knocks her, puts him in there. Then she walks off and she goes for a nap after her violent husband has finally just acted on her. Which is that, the fact she takes a nap is weird. It's, that's the, it's, it's the weird decision that she goes off and takes a nap and wastes that kind of time, if you see what I mean. like, And this is before the full-on chase where she's found out the, the battery and stuff's dead on the... Yeah. Uh, on the motor so she can't escape so you'd think that would have been the thing she done did straight yeah afterwards was right i need to get danny out of here now because he's a fucking maniac and i've had to wrap, wrap him in now i need to go and get some police so i can get someone down here to yeah you'd think that would be the first thing she checks but she doesn't she just goes for a nap i mean i gotta be honest this you'd was one thing with the shining when I look back at it. <laughs> you would want to have a nap. Like, a little break mate <laughs> yeah. i just knock someone out and drag <laughs> them for a whole nap yeah uh, but i literally just, I just thought, uh, to be honest, in general, I gotta be honest, I did forget that there is one thing about The Shining that I don't like, and it is Shelley Duvall is quite grating in that film. She's really quite annoying. But that's, I think that's the point. I mean, I think it is, but I, I just don't. She, uh, there are scenes where, when she's against Jack Nicholson, where she just comes off across as a, not a great actress, to be honest. Really, I thought she's just when I was watching, like she's freaked out, and I know that's, I know that. Stanley Kubrick put her through a lot of shit together. Yeah, he did, didn't he? But that was one thing that gave off me. I don't know why. Like before, I'd kind of thought she was okay, but the more and more I watch it, the more I keep thinking she just seems so full. She seems like she doesn't really know what she's doing in the scene. She's just kind of saying the lines. And That's just, probably because Stanley because she's an anxious person. Her. But I, apparently, she is that way in normally. So she's yeah. just that anxious person. But That's probably yeah, because Stanley Kubrick was literally standing behind her with the bats, just like yeah. Like, as soon as we're done, I'm beating you. I'm beating your fucking head in. But no, I, um, um, I love that film. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you had uh, any others that not you were like thinking. Can, not that I can think of, to be honest, but because we, I know 
I uh, we kind of, we thought of we thought of this uh, once we went into lockdown, and it is something like one of our features, which we'll we'll prob- we'll come back to in the future. Yeah. Um. But my brain is, you know how my brain is. I think of stuff, I write it down, <laughs> and then I forget. So I there was stuff that you know I was I was um and an and about putting down, but I didn't I didn't yeah. go for in the end, and I I can't remember what all of it was. I mean. The one that I've I've got one more which on here, but I've got one that I actually thought that you were going to. Do. Okay, that's it. So the one before that is Wichita in Zombieland, which is when they oh, light up the yeah. theme park. Yeah, I mean, I get it; they want to do the thing, but that it's that's stupid. just a quick that's just a quick one. But it's just like, come on, there's still zombies everywhere, giant lights yeah. and flashing noise. Come on, that is a stupid well, decision. I thought about one I I did think about was uh, Dawn of the Dead. You know, when she goes after. Uh, the remake where she goes after the dog. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's true. There's a really good film called um, "The Night Eats the World." Yeah. Um, and it's basically it's a really cool premise, but this this guy goes to a party. I think he's supposed to meet a girl there. Or he's supposed to meet somebody there, so he goes to this party on his own, um, and he ends up getting battered and falling asleep in the toilet. Oh, you mean battered like drunk? Yeah, oh, battered drunk. Bat- yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Americans yeah. just figure that he's just get like a he baseball gets beat battered. No. battered. He, he gets <laughs> he gets absolutely battered and he falls asleep in the toilet. Yeah, and, he, and it's locked, you know. And whilst he's passed out, a zombie apocalypse happens. <laughs> okay. So he wakes up basically in this block of flats. Nobody else is there, and it's, he just lives his life in this block of flats. And it's I for the most part he's the only person in this film. Um, and I think he, if I remember the film right, he gets a zombie and he puts it in like uh, in the lift and he closes it and he locks yeah. it up. But he keeps the zombie there as like company that he chats to and stuff like that. And there's a bit where he sees a cat outside in the zombies. I mean, it's it's absolutely <laughs> mad. The whole film is is really good. Like there's a point where he he just wants to die and he's fed up with it and he's just playing drums. Yeah, he's just playing drums really loud, screaming, and all of the zombies obviously coming towards him and trying to climb up, and they can't get in. And it's just a really good film. Um, but he sees this cat, and he like goes out to try and get the cat, which is definitely something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> but it always reminded me of that in Dawn of the Dead, it, like that stupid yeah, decision. That is one stupid decision I thought. Right. So to finish off, the one that I thought that you would do, uh, I thought you'd choose the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. I don't know why, but I thought yeah, I do your love for Leatherface yeah. and things like that, I thought would lead you to, because picking up the hitchhiker and the, yeah. is a pretty bad choice, that especially is. the way it goes. Both yeah. remake and original plays out the very same scene uh, where they pick him up a little bit more grisly in the remake, yeah, I think, with up, the, yeah. Yeah, with the between her legs that comes out yeah, like that. Uh, but that one's all very like grim and gory. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Has the same kind of makes you feel sick in scenes that yeah, the cool. original did. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the whole picking up the hitchhiker and yeah. just the, you know, that's not the best choice and it does lead them down a bad path of majority of them dying. Well, it, all of them, but one dying. Yeah. So. And even then, I, you know, think it's heartbreaking because Sally then lives her life in a mental asylum and dies in there, you know? That's yeah. really grim. And I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I, did, I think one of the reasons why I didn't pick that was the time it was set, a lot of people did hitchhike and a lot of people picked up yeah, hitchhikers. Did, yeah. you know? So there is a bit of a... So there's yeah, a bit of rationale behind, behind it. Like, yeah. Oh, I just pick up it's quite dude. easy go. It was the yeah. 70s. It's the 70s, quite, yeah, It was quite common. Like, And there's a whole... To be fair, there is a whole van full of them. And you'd think, like, if you'd, one dude just went a bit nuts... They could just all together just lob them out. <laughs> yeah, you just lob them out. Yeah. But, them out. yeah. It's, it still just was one of those ones where I was thinking, yeah. oh, maybe you will go for that one. 
Right. Um, yeah, so those are all of our choices for the stupidest decisions in horror movies. And our, oh no, they didn't. <laughs> um, we will return with, well, as we're going into the more Christmassy season, we will return next time with a more Christmas theme based one. But we're not yeah. going to commit to anything right now because no. timing's not given us. So we don't yeah. want to have another non committal one. Yeah. So, so I think we know what we're doing. But you'll have to tune in next time to find out. And as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at CMTH Podcast. Come and let us know what you thought of these decisions. If you think they're stupid, how you would have dealt with them and any other stupid decisions you can think of. And one thing I always seem to forget at the end of every episode is uh, whatever platform you're using to listen to this on, please subscribe. So Oh, you yeah. don't yet so you can yeah. get, get the episode straight away and leave us a rating uh, if you're listening on apple podcast or anything you can rate us on oh yeah as obviously that means that we can reach more people love and, to see those ratings and reviews yeah. yeah and we shall see you in two weeks time